Welcome to What People Don't Talk About, an interesting podcast where we socialize controversial topics that you may otherwise keep to yourself. Let's talk about trends, inner thoughts, and other interesting subjects to differentiate fact and fiction, truth and myth, and other debatable ideas. Open your mind and your mouth as we discuss these matters in an informative and thought-provoking journey. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of What People Don't Talk About. Today we're going to talk about a very controversial topic, monogamy. Monogamy is defined by the Greek word monos, alone, and gamos, marriage. And it's considered the form of a relationship in which an individual has only one partner during their lifetime or at a time. It means also that it's the practice or the state of having a sexual relationship with only one partner at a time. And why is it so controversial? Well, it might seem normal for us nowadays, but there are some people that claim that it is not in our nature to be monogamous. And why is that? Well, only 3% to 5% of mammals species on Earth are monogamous. In nature, monogamy is considered when two pairs of animals stick together to raise their offsprings. And that form of family structure is what we consider as monogamy in the animal world. Some monogamous animals are like wolves, you know, the wolf pack. They're very tight to their, to their bloodline and the family, so they stick together to raise uh, the offsprings. Penguins! Penguins have had a lot of fame lately because of their way of pairing and how they try to find one partner for a lifetime. And humans, those are three important ones, but humans, funnily speaking, are the mammal that practice monogamy the most. There are other apes and other animals, even cockroaches are supposed to be monogamous, but the most known ones are wolves and penguins and humans. Again, this topic is controversial because also considering our ancestors in the animal world, the chimpanzee, who are absolutely non-monogamous, we are perceived as an animal, as a species that should not be by nature monogamous. Chimpanzees reproduce by pleasure and with multiple partners at a time. Another concept why monogamy is not seen as something natural to the human being is because of the reproduction concept. A man has multiple seeds on their sperm and a woman has only one egg at a month. Therefore, the male partner should compete to reproduce but also have more chances to reproduce, right? Like they, they should have multiple wives or multiple partners in order to reproduce the species faster than women. So with that concept also comes the gender roles in the origins of, of humans and or human species as such, men were hunters, women, women were more collectors of fruits and raising the, the offsprings, the kids, and it was a community more than actually couples. Uh, the way that they used to live in the origin of our species was the tribal communities. And in these tribes, women were there for all men. In, in some communities and some communities until now, uh, this is still the concept. And the kids that come out of those women that the women give birth to are 
kids of the tribe. They are not considered kids of a couple, they're considered kids of the tribe and the male members of the community will parent the kids irregardless if they're their own or not. They, they would not even be able to know because men are allowed to have multiple sexual relationships. So the women really doesn't even know who the real father is. And that is a concept of community parenting that a lot of tribal communities used to live by and helps everybody to support each other and have the same interests of survival and raising the offspring as a community. So those are very controversial topics of the origin of our history. But then it comes the concept of marriage, right? Marriage is also primarily a religious belief. And in some religious, like the Catholicism, it is supposed, according to the Bible, to have one man, one woman only. And there's when these concepts of monogamy started to emerge, at least in that religion, because you have other religions like the Muslims, and the Muslims are allowed to marry multiple women and some Orthodox Mormons as well. But that's the religion. Marriage is in practice through history, beyond religious uh, beliefs, has been always a political and power strategy. And until nowadays, there are some arranged marriages. And with this, it means that in so many cases, even through religious families, marriage was more of an alliance between families to obtain either support for the, the woman or the support to the family or to have more power or have a political alliance as a political strategy, right? The marriages law vary by country. It is not the same in every country. It is not the same approved or allowed. There are some countries that are still not allowing civil marriages, meaning not only religious marriages are allowed. There are other countries in the contrary that do not recognize religious marriages. So if you don't go to a court and you don't get married, it is not recognized. And it was only in, here in the U.S. in the 1900s that marriage was recognized as a law. And in the United States, in more than 20 states have fines for, for adultery. So it's not allowed. It's considered to be a monogamous country in the majority and states. And only one married, one woman can marry to one man. But that varies also across the globe. So in some countries, there's not allowed uh, the what is called the customary marriages, which means that two partners live together and because of the time that they live together, even if they have not gone to court or have a, a religious marriage, they're considered legally for the rights of property to be a marriage. In some countries, that is not legal or not even existing or not even recognized. Same way as divorce, but divorce is almost recognized all across the globe, almost everywhere. And same-sex marriages are not recognized in many countries. That tendency is coming more across and some countries are moving to recognizing same-sex marriages, but in the majority of countries it's still illegal. The same way that polygamous marriages, polygamous marriages meaning multiple men marrying multiple women or women marrying multiple men, that's still illegal. So, and that's the contrary of monogamy, right? Normally speaking, what we have always considered to be the contrary or the opposite of monogamy is polygamy, right? And polygamy means poly, from Greek, many, 
endgamy marriage. Polygamy involves definitely marriage and is considered to be when there's multiple women is polygyny and was multiple men, a one marrying multiple men is polyandry. So those two concepts are considered to be polygamy. Polygyny, a man marrying multiple women, polyandry, a woman marrying multiple men. And is illegal again in most countries, right? When it's legal, again, it's associated to religion. And men can marry in this Islam or the Mormons, I think it's up to four women each. But there's a new or maybe an unknown concept for the most people, at least it was unknown to me until I started doing my research, called polyamory, which it doesn't involve marriage, but involves the concept of love, that everybody has the right to have as many romantic partners as they want, even regardless of the gender. And there are different types of polyamory, right? There are some called ethical non-monogamous organizations or structures, and there are some consensus non-monogamy structures, E and M, C and M for each. There, it was very interesting for me to read and understand the different types of ethical non-monogamy and, and polyamory concepts, right? I'm going to share with you what I found. There are some hierarchical polyamory. So the hierarchical polyamory means a couple is deemed as a primary couple, primary relationship. And they have the agreement that they can have secondary romantic relationship, each half of the couple, with rules. So that's why it's called hierarchical. There is a primary couple and they can have multiple romantic relationships, but they can uh, agree to different rules. Some rules might include veto power, meaning that each side of the, of the couple can decide that the other half needs to end the secondary relationship. It's like the, in the UN, right? <laughs> like China, Russia, United States have a veto power. They mean they can say, hey, you have to stop this. You have to finish the romantic relationship with this other person. I don't want this to continue. And you have to abide by that law. There can be also explicit agreements about how much time can you be in a secondary with a secondary partner or how much time you can spend with them, right? How, what type of sex you can have with other people with secondary partners and what happens in the event of an, a pregnancy or something that involves a secondary partner. That is hierarchical polyamory. Now, non-hierarchical polyamory means that everyone involved is treated as an individual who has equal rights to everybody and there is no focus on a couple. Means everybody has multiple partners and there's not explicit rules. Polyfidelity, that's a specific arrangement between where three or more people agree to be in a romantic, committed to each other relationship, not seeking new partners. That was interesting also, right? We have from non-hierarchical polyamory, which means everybody loves each other, there is no rules, we can have as many as we want partners, and you have now polyfidelity, meaning Three people, four people decide to be loyal to each other and be in a committed relationship to each other, not seeking new partners. This is a similar concept to monogamy, but instead of being two people, it has more people. And then you have the solo polyamory, which is an individual that doesn't wish to be part of a couple or tied to any hierarchical agreement. 
This is a, the type of person that sees themselves as single all the time and does not want or seek the relationship progress or what is called the relationship escalator. Like we have a relationship, then we move in together, then we have marriage and we have kids. They don't seek that. They are considered to be single and they can have uh, multiple romantic relationships without any specific arrangements or limitations to anybody. Now, there, there are other types of ethical non-monogamy or consensual non-monogamy that are not considered polyamory. This is important. The ones that I explained below are considered polyamory. Now, there are other things that I'm sure you guys have heard about that are not polyamory. One type of structure of a relationship is the swingers. The swingers are people in committed romantic relationships who practice and participate in casual recreational sex with other couples or single people. Swinging commonly involves partners swapping or partners switching or group sex or a couple that wants to bring into the relationship for sexual recreation another person. Now, we have another concept called monogamish. It is like sort of monogamous. This is com committed romantic relationships who are primarily monogamous, but will occasionally have sex if the opportunity arises. This is like having the, the partners in these relationships have like passes for casual sex, right? It is called monogamish because the outside connections is more of an exception rather than the norm. A couple is considered to be monogamous, but if the event happens that they have casual sex, is allowed and they get a pass. There is a, a, another concept that is more, the one that we hear the most, but it can mean many things, and it's called open relationships. This is people in committed romantic relationships who are free to date other people. The couple are romantically monogamous, but are sexually non-monogamous. And that is why it's not considered polyamory, because in polyamory, you are emotionally poly, <laughs> emotionally uh, with multiple people. In the case of open relationships, you're romantically monogamous, sexually non-monogamous. And there is the last concept that is called the relationship anarchy. And the relationship anarchy is more like a philosophy than a lifestyle choice and means that each individual connection should be treated case by case, meaning that people should have the opportunity to customize their connections according to what works best for each partner bond rather than adhering to a social expectation of a type of relationship. It's like if this would be compared to dietary restrictions or dietary preferences, in the relation of anarchy, it means depending on where you go or who you're sharing your time with, you either eat meat or vegetarian. Or you can be paleo or you can eat a low-carb diet. It wouldn't matter. It depends to what restaurant are you going to, with whom are you spending your time, and then you decide what is the dietary restriction or diet that you want to abide by. Okay? Based on a lot of these concepts, we can understand why Monogamy is not perceived to be the norm. It is not perceived 
in our nature for a lot of these these people who practice these type of relationships. And monogamy is more of a choice. Actually, you have to choose to be monogamous nowadays with all of these options. A lot of these tendencies of free love starting in the 1960s, they have resurfaced nowadays with technology, with dating apps. Now it is being becoming more open. At one point in time, because of the HIV and the diseases, it, it was kind of like taboo and more talked about because people were scared and afraid of having a, a disease, right? And especially HIV. Nowadays, this is resurfacing. They say that even after the pandemic, it's resurfacing even more because people have gotten tired of the same partner and spending so much time with the same person when they were in lockdown. But monogamy is more of a choice. If we hear the, the arguments of people that say it's not in our nature, there is like we come from the chimpanzee, only 3.5% of mammals are monogamous, we, are, uh, we used to live in tribal communities, etc. Nowadays, it's more of a choice. You have to choose to be monogamous the same way that you choose to be vegetarian. <laughs> and despite of the tempting options of different types of meats, you decide to become vegetarian or you decide to become vegan. Is it kind of like that? The tendency is a choice. I personally think that all of these new ways of non-monogamy are transforming the concept of what we know as family. And some people might call this evolution. I particularly don't see it as evolution. I like the traditional family where two couples decide by choice to be together, stay loyal while, while they are together and raise the offspring together. I abide more of that traditional family concept. I consider myself as a monogamous person. I, I think that when you have a good connection with somebody and you have more than just sex, you have a romantic relationship, common goals, you can support each other, you can grow together, and you have great sexual connection, what else are you gonna look out there? How many more different orgasms can you have outside? You're gonna do exactly the same that you do with your partner with somebody else. It's kind of like in my eyes as like gluttony. <laughs> when you try, you go to a buffet and you're trying to eat all and everything there is out, even if you're not hungry enough, or even if you're full, you just want to keep on eating because there's everything out there to eat and try from. I'm I'm more of the type of person that goes to those buffets and pick and choose what I want to eat and and that's it. I don't try to get super full and everything I can get from my $20 buffet money. So I don't like that gluttony concept about trying to be with multiple people. I think that the intimacy that you get with somebody when you're in a committed romantic monogamous relationship, in my personal opinion, is more enjoyable, is more deep. You can actually be with the person in a spiritual way more than just sexual or just like animalistic right and if we were non-monogamous at one point then evolution to me is that we have evolved not to need to be with so many people to feel fulfilled that is what my concept of evolution would be that we evolve from the animalistic instinct of being and having sex with everybody all the time like we couldn't have enough to a more romantic, more meaningful, more, more goal-oriented, more personal, development-oriented relationship with somebody with whom we can build a family and actually 
being there together for the family and trying to raise that offspring, those kids with good values and concepts so that they can be good humans to the world, right? At least I go and I abide by those values, but it was very interesting to read and understand how this concept of monogamy originated, when marriage originated, what are the, the new concepts of polyamory and polygamy, and how people right now are looking for different experiences and are um, committing or deciding to different lifestyles. This is definitely changing, and I think technology, the pandemic, the new market industries, concepts, goals in life is changing the way that we as society live and the way that we interact with other people. And this will definitely transform our, our future as humanity. So let's see what will come. I hope that you found it as interested as I did and talk to you next time.